Hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Barefoot Office. Take off your shoes, sit down, maybe light a candle, and let's spend some time with Jesus in the Gospel according to Matthew. This first time, as we read, simply notice what stands out to you. What sticks in your brain when we take a breath at the end of this reading? And it happened that when Jesus finished these parables, he departed from there. And coming into his native country, he taught them in their synagogues in such a way as astonished them and caused them to say, from where has this man received this wisdom and these powers? Is not this man the craftsman's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? From where, therefore, does this man receive all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his native country and in his own household. And on account of their lack of faith, he did not perform many feats of power there. What word or phrase stuck out to you? I think for me it was the quick transition from he astonished them to they took offense at him. The second time as we read, where do you see God in these words? And it happened that when Jesus finished these parables, he departed from there. And coming into his native country, he taught them in their synagogues in such a way as astonished them and caused them to say, from where has this man received this wisdom and these powers? Is not this man the craftsman's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? From where, therefore, does this man receive all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his native country and in his own household. And on account of their lack of faith, he did not perform many feats of power there. Where do you see God in these words? For me, I was thinking of the crowd. And they say, is not this the craftsman's son and his Mary called mother and his brothers and his sisters? And it seems like the implication is, how dare you surprise us? 
We know all about your family, therefore we should know all about you. And they're angry at him for breaking outside of the role that his family, that they would expect of him because of his family. And that uh, sits close to me for a number of reasons. The upheaval in my immediate family and the kind of change in the direction of where it's going. The way in which I'm the only one of my siblings to have left my house or my hometown that I grew up in, although two of my brothers have left the house and the youngest just moved out of the hometown, but an hour away. The way that I'm the only one I'm certain who has uh, ever done anything but vote a straight Republican ticket and who... Hmm. may very well be the only one to have, is certainly the only one to have worshipped at a black church or to have taught at a majority black school. I just have had different experiences than my family has. And so you might know my family and think you know me, but I would surprise you. And that's okay. And that's good. But for these people, they don't like the surprise that Jesus has given them. They move from astonishment to offense to dishonor in this text. And it's sad to see, but not surprising as a community needs expectations and roles to have social cohesion, or so we might think. And I wonder, who have I loved through a major change in their life? And who has loved me through a major change in my life? And that's the kind of love that the world needs. The kind of love I hope that I can be. Love that stays through change. This third time as we read, what is God calling you to do or to be in this reading? And it happened that when Jesus finished these parables, he departed from there. And coming into his native country, he taught them in their synagogues in such a way as astonished them and caused them to say, from where has this man received this wisdom and these powers? Is not this man the craftsman's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? From where, therefore, does this man receive all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his native country and in his own household. And on account of their lack of faith, he did not perform many feats of power there.
what is God calling you to do or to be in these words? In the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, prophets were not always those who predicted the future. In fact, that was the minority of what they did. The majority of what they did was to speak truth to power. And taken in that context, it's no surprise that a prophet would be dishonored in their hometown because speaking truth to power is about shaking things up. It's about change. It's about revolution. It's about different perspectives. It's about surprises. One of my preaching professors liked to say God's other name is surprise. And so I think for me, it's just... more of a continuation to use my voice to amplify black voices, black experience, movements like Black Lives Matter or thinking of groups like Isaiah or Freedom Minnesota that exist and are out there doing work around the killing of George Floyd and all the injustice that goes on around policing and incarceration, drug laws, housing policies, bank loans, and any number of ways in which the white establishment privileges itself and denies access to tools for wealth building, community building, And really, ultimately, access to shalom, to God's holistic well-being for all of creation by intentionally, blindly, and intentionally, again, denying it to those who are different. To be surprised, you have to be willing to embrace the different. To find God, you have to be willing to embrace the different. And so I'll keep using my voice, even texting with a friend about feeling like this moment in time is radicalizing me to want to organize, to want to write something out about what I'm feeling and send it to myself on some kind of time delay so that I open it in October or September so that it gets me ready to do work around voting in November. Work that I could start doing now, laying the foundation and framework for now to organize around issues like policing and police brutality. Who supports police and who wants to reimagine them? Who supports black business and who does not? And that's a lot. It's a big vision, but it's one that's been with me for three or four days. And it might not buy me any honor in my hometown, but it's the way that I am embracing surprise and embracing difference. And how at this time I'm choosing to look for and follow after God.
the prayer for the fourth week after Pentecost. O God, your never-failing providence sets in order all things both in heaven and earth. Put away from us, we entreat you, all hurtful things, and give us those things which are profitable for us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and with the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. Hope that there is someone who will keep us from all hurtful things and will give us those things which are profitable and beneficial and healing for us. And that as we receive those things, the light will grow inside us, the light of God, which we are always.